because the enemy of the Jew came in. Because the enemy of the cross came in. Because the enemy wanted his way. His variance was that he was right in everything that happened. And the church is sitting empty today. They're having to have yard sales, big for money to keep a cemetery mood. Can I tell you something? When the enemy of the Jew, the enemy of the church, the enemy of the cross comes in, you'll tear down everything that's going on. A man went in and he said, and he went to all, all of his people and finally the king agreed to it. And he said, we'll build a hanging gallows and the size of a hanging gallows was 50 cubits. I'd like for you to imagine 50 cubits, roughly 75 feet. The church, the best I remember, is like 70 feet long. You think about a hanging gallows that was standing in the air, 75 feet. Boy, he thought, I'm getting a job done. We're going to hang Mordecai from that hanging gallows. He's going to be up there till everybody can see. We're going to kill that bunch of Jews. We're going to break down that bunch of Jews. Why do you think Jesus went to the cross? They still thought they could break down the Jews, the enemy of the Jews. Jesus was a Jew. Amen. Come to save. Save the world. Amen. And they said, we'll crucify him. A man, a man said, we'll be Build a scaffold, we'll build a gallows, and we'll put Mordecai on that because Mordecai had begun through Esther and through the king. He began to gain a little recognition. He began to be recognized. Amen. And he was so mad. He said, we'll build a gallows. Neighbor, can I tell you, a man's had enough authority till he built the gallows. Amen. Yeah, 75 uh, feet, feet and high. Amen. But God had a plan. Whether they want to recognize God or not. Whether you recognize God or not. God's got a plan in your family. God's got a plan in your life. Let's let God work in our life. Let's let God move in our life. Amen. That we might be recognized by God and recognize God by name. Amen. They built the gallows. Esther told on him. Esther told on him. Let's go to the seventh chapter. And the third verse. <coughs> he told all this about. He said, let, let him come in with the king's clothes on, riding in the king's horse. And a man was sitting there. A man was sitting there and he thought, Boy, this is me. I can see me riding down the aisles of a king's palace on his horse and the fine linen. And he said, he agreed. He said, let this happen. Let this happen. All the time she was talking about Mordecai. Oh, 
the time she was talking about Mordecai. We jump on over to the seventh chapter and the third verse. Then Esther, the queen, answered and said, we've hit lightly on this church. And Esther, the queen, answered and said, if I have found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people. She wasn't selfish. She said, and my people at my request. For we are so, for we are so, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. But if we had been so for bondmen or bondwomen, I would have been held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king, Ahasuerus, answered and said unto Esther, the queen, Who is he, and where is he that <coughs> dost presume in his heart to do so? And Esther said, and Esther said, the adversary and enemy is this wicked man. She told on him. He had pictured in his mind, can I ask you, are you sitting here today thinking, seeing yourself walking down the streets of gold with the hand of God on you? and the river of life flowing out from under the throne of God. Have you got all that pictured in your mind today? How about if an Esther steps up and say this wicked adversary, somebody's going to tell on you. Somebody's going to tell on you. Be sure your sins will find you out. And Esther said the adversary, the enemy, is this wicked a man? Then a man was afraid before the king and the queen. And the king, arising from the banquet of wine in his wrath, went into the palace garden. And a man stood up to make request for his life to Esther the queen. Them that he wanted to put to death, he's standing up and saying, would you spare my life? Would you go tell the king to spare my life? Can I tell you, neighbor, sometimes we're walking, and a miracle is walking in pride. A miracle is strutting. A miracle has had everything. We've had houses, cars, credit cards, phones. We've had everything handed down to us. We're walking in pride. The least, the humblest, the humblest of us are walking in pride. But neighbor, I'm going to tell you, be sure our sins will find us out. We might have been the one that made the gallows, that had the gallows built. Time, Mordecai. But neighbor, I want you to look in the word of God what happened to a man. The gallows that he had built, all the conniving work, that he had done. Neighbor, it come to a ruthless, ruthless end. Neighbor, he was hanged. He was hanged from his own, yeah, can you all hear me? Uh, 
I'm not hearing myself. It's terrible. But a mass was the gallows that he built to hang Mordecai. He was hanged himself. And that ain't the end of it. Can I tell you something? You sin no end at just your house. The sin goes in to your family. You'll have to read all of it. I'd have to hunt the place. But he comes down till his ten sons. Can you imagine daddy hung on his own gallows? And then they took the ten sons of a man that one time sat on the front row, sat beside of the king, a man that made the decisions. Can I tell you something? That tells me something today. Even though I've walked with God 55 years, and though I've tried to pastor and to be a deacon, to be a leader, can I tell you something? Honey, when I begin be an enemy of the church when I begin to be an enemy of the Jews when I begin to be an enemy of the word of God can I tell you I'll be hung from my own gallows as a man was be sure our sins will find us out I'm going to hurriedly go on with what the word of God is saying I hope I can get across what's on my heart. I've never preached out of Esther. Jenny, you ain't got this road down. I ain't never preached out of Esther. I've read it and changed books and went on, but I couldn't get away from the book of Esther. Stay. All she asked was her life and her people's life. Can I tell you when we begin to ask for God to spare our soul and our children, can I tell you that's when God begins to move. My page is stuck together. My Bible's getting old. We jump down in the ninth chapter. I've left out a lot. I know I've left out a lot, church. We find, and that's probably about in the fourth or fifth chapter, that they started and they declared a three days fast. And, and all the queen's people and the people that had joined up with Mordecai, and they began to fast. And it says, and I believe this is in the ninth chapter, yeah, it says, and the lieutenants and the deputies and the officers and the kings helped the Jews because the fear of Mordecai fell on them. It wasn't the fear of God, the fear of Mordecai. Can I tell you something? A real man of God, there should be some fear and respect for him. The lieutenants all of those that were in high office feared because of Mordecai. Because they seen a man that stepped out and said, I am a Jew. That had kept it a secret. He said, I am a Jew. And it says that some joined with the Jews that wasn't even Jews. And they joined in the battle. I remember one place, there's 
500 killed. They were several killed here and several killed there. And neighbors, they began to tear down the things that the, the enemy of the Jews had built. And the king decided we need to rewrite this law. We need to set these Jews free. We need to give the Jews rain till the Jews can eat. I'd like to tell you something today. If we'll start fasting, the Bible don't mention it. No word about praying that I can find in Esther. If you find it, bring it to me. <coughs> but they fasted because they wanted their life spared. And I'm coming to a point and a close. They wanted their life spared. And I hope I can get this across. I've watched one right after another. When a marriage broke up, they come to church. They used the church. They were as Esther. And when things come back together, they forgot God. I've seen in death. I've seen them. I've seen them come off of the street and hit the altar at funerals. And they pray because their heart's broke. Because I've lost this one and I've lost that one. And we'll make a vow that, God, I'm going to serve you. If you'll come for me in this, I want to go see Mama. But just a few days down the road, they forgot what they prayed. They forgot how God give them peace. Neighbor, can I tell you something? Many times, God has given me peace. But one time, Jan and I remember distinctly in 05 when Scotty was dying, and they said, no hope of seeing sunrise. I made some vows to God. I don't need to forget that. I don't need to forget that. I need to remember what God done. I remember when I kneeled down, I said, Dad, Dad was dead. I set him up beside the refrigerator, hemorrhaged to death. And I remember getting down, starting to pray, and I thought, I thought he gurgled. God said, it's too late to pray. God put it on my heart to tell everybody I had a change that they need Jesus. I don't need to forget that. Honey, there's coming a time it's going to be too late to pray. Have you got loved ones? Can I tell you, I prayed way back yonder around that old commode that God save my soul, not just spare my life, but save my soul. And I didn't realize then, but I was praying, God use me to help those that don't know you. Those in our community that's lost and undone without you. Let me read in the ninth chapter, and I'll read hurriedly. And in the twelfth month, that is the month that are, uh, they give that march, I don't know. But when the king commandment and his decree drew near to, the, to be 
put in execution in the day of the enemies of the Jew hoped to have power over them, though it was turned to the country that the Jews had ruled over them that hated them. See, it already been set up that the Jews all be killed. The Bible said when he come down to the day, the very day, that this thing, that they would have power and could kill the Jews. The Bible said plainly, the Jews had room over them that hated them. This thing turned around because a God that they didn't mention turned it around. God spoke to a king's heart that didn't mention God. God spoke to a queen's heart that didn't mention God. But God turned it around to spare his people little as much when God is in it. And the Jews gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the province of the kings. And it would just have a read to you. And it said, from India to Ethiopia, 127 provinces and they pulled together amen and began to recognize and King Ahaz to lay hands on such as might saw their hurt and no man could withstand them for the fear of them fell upon all people and all the rulers and the province the lieutenants the deputies the officers the king helped the Jews because the fear of Mordecai was upon him. Let me jump hurriedly over in the 18th verse. And the Jews that were at Shushan, this was in the middle of Persia, assembled together on the 13th day, therefore, and on the 14th, therefore, and on the 15th day of the same day, they rested and made a day of feasting and gladness. <laughs> I hope I can get this out. But I've never seen the churches in feasting and gladness as they are today. We forgot about the fasting. We forgot about the praying. But we're feasting. The cafes are full. They're running over. Prices going on, on, on. And we're feasting. People will come to a feast that won't come to a church service. We're, we're feasting. And we've left God out of it. 19th verse, and he said, Therefore the Jews of the villages that dwell in the unwalled towns made the 14th day of the month at hour a day of gladness and, fe and feasting and a good day and of sending portions one to another. All that's good. I'm not knocking it. But neighbor, today, today, we should be giving God praise for the day of our salvation. As Oscar stood up and as each one of you stands up, 
on your day that God saved your soul. We need to stand up and give God honor, glory, and praise. I guess it'd be all right to go eat a meal that day. But neighbor, above all things, I need to give the first day of April, 1968, I need to remember that God spared my soul. Not just my life, but my soul. God spared my soul. He killed me from being hanged on the gallows. He killed me from being let me read that. I'm going to read several verses hurriedly, and I promise you I'll quit. And Mordecai wrote these things and sent letters unto the Jews that were in all the province of the king Ashur's both nigh and far. Can you imagine what it took to write a letter to go to a hundred and 27 province from India to Ethiopia. Can we imagine? I can't even imagine. I mean, our mail. How long does it take our mail to get over a land like that today? To establish this among them, that they should keep the 14th day, the 14th day of the month, Adar, and I say, they'd say it's March, and I'll take that. That's all right. And the 15th day of the same. That's the 14th and the 15th day. God didn't do this, but the king said, we're going to make this a day for the Jews. And the day when the Jews rested from their enemies. It's when they won the battle. Dorm's Day. Amen. World War Two, World War One. We We celebrate those. We celebrate the 4th of July. And I believe this is kind of what that's saying. This was a day that we remember in the, in the history book that I, I looked in. The Jews are still remembered 14th and 15th day of March. Not all of them, but the 14th and the 15th day of March that they remembered this time when the Jews were spared. When the Jews were spared, y'all can look this up and hunt it up. And the days when the Jews rested from their enemies, and the month was turned into them for from sorrow to joy. Look at this. From sorrow to joy, and from morning unto good day, that they should make them days of fasting or or feasting, not fasting, but feasting and joy of sending portions one to another and gifts to the poor. And the Jews understood to do as they had begun and as Mordecai had written unto them, because a man, the son of Amadadeth, the Agat, the enemy of all the Jews, they remembered the enemy of all the Jews and they had been delivered out of their trouble from under the adversary and devised against the Jews to destroy them and had cast pur, that is, the lot, to consume them and to destroy them. 
that purge, they cast lots and they voted on it and they brought it before the king and the king made a decree and said, we'll kill all Jews. Mordecai will be hung on the gallows. We'll kill them all. And it was a decree made. And they remembered this. Glory to God. And then they remembered. And when Esther came before the king and commanded by the letter that the wicked devices which he devised against the Jews should return upon his own head and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. And I just told you, all ten sons were hanged on the gallows because somebody got up. I don't find nowhere in this book of Esther that God got the glory. I don't find no word in here that God was lifted up. But as I read this uh, scripture, I find that when the enemy comes against me, that God will be in the midst. Honey, I had a vision that God would be in the midst to take care of my troubles. When they were going to hang me from the gallows, I found that God had me. God took my enemy and wore them out. God has moved one enemy right after another out of the church work that I've seen for 55 years. God has took care of. And I want to stop for just a minute. I might read another verse or two. And let's read 29 and 30. And Esther the queen, the daughter of Abigail, Mordecai the Jew, wrote with all authority to confirm the second letter of Purim, P-U-R-I-M. And he sent the letter unto all the Jews, to the 127 providence of the kingdom of Asherus, which words, words of peace and in truth to confirm the days of Purim in their times appointed according as Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had enjoined them and as they just decreed for themselves and for their seed the matter of the fasting and their cry and the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim and it was written in the book. So it was written in the book. Purim was was a case lost. Purim and the word P-U-R means lot. And they cast lots. And they decided and they voted and they took it to the king to kill the Jews. Can I tell you something? Mordecai and Esther, glory to God, I brought it before the king. The king, God had a way of bringing the queen before the before the king, amen, that she could uh, uh, con- confirm back with Mordecai and get the law of Purim, amen. And he said that it, the, the law of Purim is the celebration of feasting, the celebration of eating, the celebration, and we find it all through the Bible. I found that Saul was jealous because Saul had just made a hundred happy and David had made a thousand happy in the days. And I found that jealousy come in to him. 
but the word of pure means that they had a gatherings and they did give to the poor. Maybe the feasting was for the poor to come in and eat. And all of this was good. But what I'm saying today, what I got out of the word of God, I'm afraid we're feasting and not praying. I'm afraid we're feasting and enjoying the goodness that God has given us and not recognizing God. I thought, I thought, what a great honor. What a great honor it was in a place or two. We sat down in Cuba when the Cubans that didn't have anything got to come in and sat down to a meal that they prepared for us as visitors, for us as visitors, when they brought out their best and when they could bake a cake for their visitors. That was, that was feasting. But neighbor, can I tell you, we need to be fasting. We need to be. I'm afraid. I'm afraid God ain't been recognized. I hope this wasn't as scattered for you as it's been for me. But it's been a battle for this message to come for me. But I'm, a, I'm afraid the enemy of the church is still out there. The same enemy that was the enemy of the Jew was absolutely the same enemy. Amen. They crucified Jesus. It's the same enemy over 2,000 years later that's still knocking on my door. I don't know what about you all, but the enemy of Christian Bill visited me this morning. Tried to hinder this message. To hinder this work. To change my mind. So neighbor, what I'm saying, Satan is still alive. He's still, not only after the Jews, but after the American Christian to tear down the American church. I'm going to tell you, the enemy of the Jew is absolutely the one that's written all these books and took the word of God out of it. Bless him, Lord. The, the enemy of the Jew is still the enemy of the word of God. The last book written in the Bible said if we take away or add to, he said the plagues will be added to us. And he said if we take away our part will be taken out of the book of life. Our part. They can tell you, you'll make it to heaven anyway. You just won't have crowns. I got news for you. If you take away from the word of God, you won't be there. You won't be there. This is serious. If you don't know without a shadow of a doubt that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, wouldn't you, Psalmer? If you don't know that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life, if you're sitting in a high place as a man was and think that you're right under the king and you're going to get your way, you're wrong. 
as we all stand.